0: Do you have an opening, or are you tired and grumpy?
1: I'm tired and grumpy. My fucking dumb piece of shit cat. He was really cute for a bit, and then he was annoying. He keeps... He likes to... I don't let him in my computer room very often, because he's a stinker. And then he likes to run behind my computer when he does get in here, because, you know, it's hard for me to get up. Or to, you know, to grab him. And so his game has largely been just, like, bat everything behind the computer and see what breaks. And he really hates my speakers. And so he'll knock them and they'll start making just a horrific noise and I gotta unplug them and plug them back in and then sometimes they'll still buzz and I gotta like reboot the computer and I'm afraid he's like slowly shorting them out. They're not like cheap speakers. So right before we record, of course, what does this stupid fuck do is he runs back behind the thing, swats the cord, breaks the speakers and I really can't get them to work so I had to restart. And then I had problems getting the headset to work because all the driver's things got all fucked up and it was trying to play everything through the speakers which at least are working now but uh yeah it's been he's been real fun
0: have you seen that comic where there's a cat wandering in the desert and it's wandering for days and it finds a glass of water so it knocks the glass of water over and then it like kicks up some sand off to the side where there's nothing and it just keeps wandering
1: no but i that sounds great and accurate pretty much well, he was being funny when I was doing dishes, right? Because he kept jumping on the counter, and I'd throw him off, and he'd jump on the counter and throw him off, and I finally was just like, fine, you can be up here. And he was very interested in watching me do the dishes and, like, batting at the water that was dripping. And so I finally get done, and I got the dishes in the strainer, and I still got the water running a bit to, so, you know, rinse out the soap from the sink. And he starts, to, like, sticking his head under the faucet and batting at the faucet, and it's like, oh, he, he likes the running water, He's this is funny... So I'm playing with the different volumes and the temperatures of it because it's just freaking him out, and he's having a good time. Then he came in and fucked my computer up, and it's like I let you have fun, cat. He just he's either really cute or I just I want to throw him outside. That's good. So, I uh,
0: I wrote for the opening this week. I wrote um parody lyrics to the cat song Memory. Oh yeah, but, but I don't feel like singing about cats because you made me hate cats again.
1: Oh, well, maybe next week.
0: Maybe. I, I think I can work on these lyrics more too.
1: It, well, instead of memory, what is it?
0: Opinions. Oh. And that's that's kind of all I have. It like rambles after that. And it's like maybe this will be funny with the music, but I'm not sure it will be. Mm-hmm. So I need a little more structure.
1: I keep wanting to, to do the, the rewrite a parody song of the Skimble Shanks, but it having it be about zombies. You should. But I can't sing, and I feel like you lose a lot if it's just, like, my shitty voice trying to sing this uh, show tune. Yeah, but that's fun. I don't know. There's I,
0: I'm literally not good at anything, and I've published 113 of these episodes.
1: Hey, you had me to help you be awful at stuff, too.
0: That's true.
1: Together, we are just a pair of pieces of shit. I wanted to be in a better mood than this. I'm sorry.
0: That's good. How's your week besides cat?
1: It's been okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been very tired all week.
0: I'm sorry. Did you watch the Animal Crossing direct this morning? I did not. It's great. Did you, Tom you know, Nook that, show that up? That game is Animal he gonna Crossing? charge
1: you money? What? Tom Nook is he? Is he back? Yeah. Good for him. That that raccoon. He no. What is he?
0: The is raccoon? He a raccoon? Yeah.
1: I thought he was like brown though.
0: Yeah, like a raccoon.
1: I thought raccoons were gray.
0: No. Raccoons are not brown. Yeah, what is... Okay, when Mario turns into Raccoon Mario, what color is he?
1: I thought he was a Tanuki, though. Yeah. But that's different than a raccoon.
0: But that's what Tom Nook is.
1: Tom Nook... Okay, well, that's... Uh, see, so he's not a raccoon. He's a yes, Tanuki. he is.
0: He's a raccoon. That's why Ra- all your furniture turns to leaves, and he's the one that sells it.
1: Raccoons are gray. I just I just Googled raccoon and they're all gray,
0: raccoons except this maybe are picture of a rabbit brown. One. So I just Googled raccoons are brown and I got results for a lot of brown raccoons.
1: I wonder if including
0: if it's... A, a, an American article about how brown raccoons are.
1: Okay, what color are raccoons? Raccoon information: Raccoons measure between sixteen to twenty eight inches, not including the tail have gray to brown fur and a black... Oh, they can be both colors.
0: I just... I googled do a barrel roll and my screen just spun around.
1: (laughs) 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 Wait, does that really happen? Stop it. Stop. Google, stop.
0: My phone turned on.
1: Oh, it does turn and spin around. That's cool. Seven Google Easter eggs. I don't actually want to go through all of them, but I didn't know that happened. That was neat. That was very charming.
0: I can't... uh... That that was the highlight of my week. So, um, did, uh, oh, did you see the Sonic movie?
1: No. Okay. I'll catch it on DVD. Like a good Sonic fan. Yeah. Um. Did you?
0: Yeah. Did you I, like it? I, I I mean, it it was it's a bad movie, but you know how I like bad movies.
1: You like some of them.
0: And you know how like I appreciate noticing little things so it's like this is literally everything i hate about alvin and the chipmunks movie you know what but i mean sonic yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like that's it's comparable to alvin and chipmunks um but they you know they fixed some stuff there's a part where like dr robotnik hits robotnik for, or no hits sonic for the first time and like he falls off a building and drops rings and they make the ring sound and it's not like cringy it's like you know what that works Sure. It's it's little stuff like that. Um, did you see the the Mega sixty four skit?
1: No, I didn't realize they put one out.
0: They they put one out. They they did this like the last time that was a good Sonic game where they they went to the Sonic restaurant. Yeah. And they're talking about the burgers and how the burgers aren't as good as they used to or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they did that again where they went there. It's like, man, I'm just loving Sonic right now. And it's like, yeah, I don't know why, but it's just it's so much better than the last time we had it. You know, it's, I'm pretty sure it's the same, but but I like it this time. And there is a great bit where, where like Derek's talking about how, like you know, I, I just I was thinking about like remember getting Sonic when we were kids, and we would go to like that biker bar and like get in a fight with a bunch of, of bikers, like that's what Sonic is to me. And then the others are like, I know I, I don't remember doing that. It's like maybe I am not thinking of Sonic. I don't know. I like it, <laughs> and it's like that's what the movie kind of is, where it it does the same thing the He Man movie does. Did you ever see that? I don't think so. So Masters of the Universe. It opens with, like, five minutes of stuff going on on, like, the He-Man planet from the cartoon. So there's, like, robot skeleton demons and hover bikes and lasers and they're fighting with swords and stuff. And then a magic portal opens and they go to New York City for the rest of the movie. And it's like, no, don't, don't introduce an interesting concept and then abandon it for the whole movie.
1: Yeah, it is weird that, like, they would put Sonic on Earth, and with, like, Detective Pikachu, at least it was kept on Pokemon Island, you know, that land. It wasn't like, oh, what if Pikachu showed up in fucking New York? It was like, no, we're gonna be in, you know, the Kanto region or the Johto region, or whatever the fuck it was. And we're gonna, you know, immerse you in at least a Pokemon world. Like, for as much problems I have with the script for that movie, at least it is a... It feels like you're in a different place, and you're doing an adventure. Like, there is good atmosphere there whereas sonic is in some backwater area of the united states because they wanted to save money
0: and it it's so there's there's some cuts that are really smart and they actually set it up well where they could do a trilogy and it wouldn't be bad it won't be great but i know,
1: <laughs> know tail shows up at the end well did you hear about the opening the opening yeah well i know he's like he, there's an owl because we talked about this on the last uh, comics podcast a bit. Because everybody but me saw it. Okay. And they're like, yeah, there's an owl. And I was like, hey, that reminds me of the, the animated movie from the 90s. Yeah. Because there's an owl on that. And they're like, oh, we never saw that because we're not real Sonic fans. Well, so I'm.
0: There seems to be a trend. No one knows about Sonic's origin story. For some reason, everyone knows about Madonna, but they don't know about the owl. I don't know how that is.
1: I mean, I know about the owl because we rewatched that Sonic thing, like, a month ago. Well, uh, no,
0: before the movie, like, before Sonic 1 came out, the origin story was that an owl found him in the woods, and the owl is who raised him. So that's, like, that's Sonic's inception, was there was always an owl.
1: I feel like Sonic's inception probably involved a bit of cum. Um, well, actually, that's the weird part.
0: They don't explain that. The owl's description is, one day there was no Sonic, and one day there was... Like, that's the quote from the owl.
1: Well, owls are supposed to be wise. We just got to take his word for it, I guess. Yeah,
0: it's kind of weird. So the the owl character in the movie was a reference to that origin story. And then in the the 2020 movie, they did that again. And and so I'm thinking, like, wow, I can't believe they went out of their way to invent this amazing owl character for no reason. (laughs) Like, she, she does not... It, it, she does not affect the plot at all. They didn't have to do this. So it's like, wow, like, somebody there cared. I'm pretty sure it's that guy they brought in to fix it. Because that whole sequence is all CGI, so you know that was done after the fact. Sure. Um, But it was just, it's weird how I've been hearing this on podcasts all week, where no one knows where the owl came from. What's up with the sexy owl? And it's like, what do you... Stop calling yourself a Sonic fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't know what
1: the hell it is. That's funny. I so I, I, I do want to know like what the movie would have been like with the original Sonic design. You know,
0: I I honestly don't think it would change much, except that you wouldn't be happy while looking at it. <laughs> like there, there's a couple moments where like something cute will happen, and it's like, oh, that's fun. But it's not like they wrote the character well. Sure, and it's not like the the lines are good. Like honestly, I kind of hated it when he, he the the guy opens the door, they shines the flashlight and Sonic goes "uh meow" and it's like that's not a good line. It yeah,
1: it doesn't work for a lot of reasons. It doesn't work
0: and I honestly feel like they should have cut that. They like <laughs> it was so it's so widely mocked in that first trailer. And I know that first Sonic looked bad, but it's like it reminded me of the original Sonic look. And it's like, just cut the one line. It's not even funny.
1: It is it is funny, though. The one review I saw was that, like, it's Sonic, but it doesn't really feel like Sonic from any of the media. It's like a mishmash of stuff. He doesn't have a personality. Which is weird, because that's like all Sonic was, is his personality. He's like sassy, and he's fast. And there's that's all you really get out of the first couple Sonic games, because there's no dialogue or anything, and it's all you know, a little bit sprites, but you still, you, you still like understand who he is as a character. And so to have like a really bland Sonic fish out of water thing where he's just kind of like bored and alone.
0: So it's, it's weird. Um, Sonic's supposed to be about 16 and kind of like, he's cool and edgy and like cocky. Yeah. This, this movie plays him like he's a little younger than that. It also, it, it pulls a lot from the, the Saturday morning cartoon. Okay. Where Sonic was a lot more like a Bugs Bunny ripoff, where he's just there to annoy the bad guy. It I was guess. It, it was a lot less about like saving the day. It was more like, oh, Dr. Robotnik's up to no good, and Sonic's gonna goof it up. So they kind of they base the movie based a little bit more on that side of things. But because of the reception and everything, if they did want to do a sequel and then do it right from the start. They could just have him age and mature a little bit. Okay. And it it wouldn't be out of character between the movies. You know what I mean? Would they keep him on Earth though? Well that's a that's kind of the interesting thing. They don't have to. Um like you see in the trailer there's like the whole mushroom zone. Yeah. Um, like the opening takes place on a whole on Mobius, I'm assuming. Actually it looked like Angel Isle, um, because there were echidnas there too. And it's like the way it's set up, they could literally do Sonic 2, and I, I guess I won't say too much if you'll watch it later, but like, they could they could do Sonic 2 that more or less covers the events of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and the third one could be Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and it caps out the trilogy. And they that would, would actually it, be pretty neat. If they ended that there, It it cuts off before Amy comes in with her cringe, and mm-hmm. Shadow comes in with his cringe. Like, they could actually... <laughs> I want, to, I want to see the movie theater marquee say Sonic Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and I'll just, like, I'll clap outside, I'll stand outside of the building and clap for a while.
1: Yeah, it, it's, um, I get it's funny, when I think of Sonic, because I've consumed a lot of the Sonic games, but they're never really about the story, despite them sometimes trying to have one. And I always associate the Sonic story with, like, the really old book I ended up buying at, like, a book fair where he's a freedom fighter with Sally, and there's a robot bunny with a robot arm, and and uh, I think this was all written by, uh, what, Ken Timbers or something like that? I don't know if the book was, but I, I, I remember those books kind of being based right? off
0: the comics, yeah.
1: And so to me, that's always been, like, the Sonic story is some variation of that, where, like, Dr. Robotnik is trying to do some weird experimental shit, and he's turning animals into robot slaves, and there's a... a, a ragtag group of of actual animals fighting back and you kind of get this uh industrialism versus nature thing right like that's basically like the theme if you want to pretend it has one and i wish I, they would just do that well i
0: love um i love jim carrey's robotnik because he's such a cartoony villain and you want him to lose right and I And i think like that's one of the problems with these marvel movies is the bad guys are such like non-characters so it was kind of refreshing that the oh the bad guy is annoying, and evil, and I want to stop him, you know, and he'll like threaten people and he's violent and and he's just very very evil to a cartoony level, right? Like, that was kind of refreshing because movies haven't done that in a
1: while. <laughs> They're all like reserved or or complex. So well, it's funny because uh, that was like Joffrey Baratheon in, in Game of Thrones, right? Is like this fucking child character who inherits the throne after his dad dies. Is cartoonishly evil because he's just like a sociopath and he doesn't follow the rules, and you hate him, but he's also always the most interesting character on the screen when he's around because you have no idea what he's gonna do, only it's gonna make everybody else around him miserable and I think there's there's value there, like I don't know if you want that all the time, but Joffrey really sticks out to me as like a hell of a villain because there are so few characters like him, at least in mainstream media right. It's good,
0: at least you know having variety is good. At least, mm-hmm. but uh, I liked what Jim Carrey did with it. Um, I <laughs> they they also they remixed Robotnik's theme from the Saturday Morning cartoon, and that's Jim Carrey's Robotnik theme. That's cool. But they do it in like a movie orchestral way where it fits. Like it didn't feel like a deliberate. Like I feel like if they took stuff from the games, it would feel too on the nose. Sure. But the soundtrack was actually kind of reserved, in a way that I respect. Um, I, I think the happiest I felt was during the the end credits, like animation. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, there's a there's like a flash where the whole screen is just the Doctor Robotnik logo, and I'm just sitting in the theater looking at this, going like, I can't believe this is real. L- like it's not great, but for me personally, like my whole childhood was I love Sonic. And I love Jim Carrey, and then as an adult, I love bad movies. And I'm so I'm I'm sitting here with my my popcorn, feeling like I can't believe this movie is real. Right. It's not like it's a good movie, and I recommend it. But for me, it's like wow.
1: <laughs> I feel like my version of that, like, is if we ever get a Metroid or a Zelda movie. Because I remember, like, it just seems like since those games were made, people will have talked. me like, I wonder if they'll ever do a movie off of this. Did a. Uh... Did
0: Netflix announce something? Were they going to do Zelda? Oh God, I don't know. I heard I think after like The Witcher was about to come out, or it was starting to get good reviews, or something. I, I feel like they said, yeah, we're going to get the rights to Zelda too.
1: Uh, according to Gamespace.com, the Legend of Zelda is rumored to be coming to Netflix. So it was, okay,
0: it's a rumor,
1: nothing concrete yet.
0: Um, I don't know what I would want from a Zelda story because I. I feel like Zelda has the same problem as Sonic where there isn't an actual story. It's more like a MacGuffin setup that is an excuse for you to solve puzzles. Right. Um, I, I know people like to talk about like, oh, Link should talk. And it's like, why? <laughs> he's he's not a character. He's a, that, and he's then a then, tool like, for you, the player, to use.
1: Is is there gonna be like is like gonna be like some Indiana Jones shit where he's actually solving puzzles in a uh dungeon you know like are we gonna like oh he has to throw the boomerang and hit the three diamonds because i know people that just want like a legolas movie and it's sure. like i can't imagine
0: anything more cringy than that it's like oh he's gonna pull out the flute he's gonna pull he's gonna play the flute song he's gonna he's gonna have
1: a horse it's a horsey
0: i don't like they think just want
1: references i don't know if they were gonna do a zelda movie you do it from the perspective of ganon and zelda because they're the actual two characters And then every once in a while you cut away to, like, a guy in green just, like, killing monsters. But he doesn't talk at all. He's just, like, really reserved, like a samurai or something. Or, like, Goblin Slayer. Yeah, or, like, Goblin Slayer. I I think that would be... To me, that would be interesting. I don't know if it would be good, though, right? Because that execution is weird, and it's definitely not what the mainstream audience would probably want. So, my
0: favorite Zelda story is gonna be, um... I mean, like, my favorite Zelda game is Majora's Mask. Okay. I don't know if you've ever read the manga adaptation of the story, but it's like, I hate this, and I threw it away.
1: I think I tried to once. I think we talked about this a uh, really early podcast, and I was like, oh, there's Zelda manga. I didn't know that. And then I started reading him and I was like, oh, I don't know if I need to know this.
0: So my favorite story is The Legend of Neil. I don't know who that is. So The Legend of Neil was this amazing little short uh, series is like a mini series this was like before youtube in fact it's pretty hard to find the episodes now it's on some like obscure pay website at this point and they're rebooting it now like 15 years after the fact i don't know anyways legend of neil was really good it's about this guy named neil who works at a gas station and he just hates his life um but the one thing he's good at is playing legend of zelda on the nes And so one day, he was, like, really drunk, so he came home from work, and he kept drinking. And he was playing Zelda, he's like, at least I'm good at Zelda. And you know how you get, like, the little fairy in that game? Mm -hmm. He's like, well, that fairy's hot. So he drank a lot of beer while playing, while masturbating to the fairy, and that magically transports him into the game, and he is Link. And so it's about this drunk guy that doesn't want to work at a gas station. And he's, like, um, trying to leave the game, (laughs) pretty much. And it's, like, there's this, like, weird game logic stuff. So it's, like, he gets zapped into the world. And when he walks, like, off the right side of the camera, he comes back on the left side and goes, like, ah, damn it.
1: That seems, that that actually sounds really cool.
0: Not not ringing a bell, though?
1: No, I've definitely never seen it, but it sounds fun.
0: There was a cute one where he, he found, like, the third dungeon, and third dungeon, you need to get the blue candle. He's like, well, where am I supposed to get the blue candle? And he finds the shop, so he goes to the shop, and the blue candle costs, like, a thousand rupees. And he's like, I can't get, I don't I have, like, five. And the guy's like, you have five rupees? Well, that's enough to play um rupee game. It, oh? And so he goes back behind, and there's this, like, underground casino. And it's like, would you like to play money game? And there's like three rupees on the table. And it's the same as like the sprite where it's like, do you remember that part in the game? I want to say like, yes. It's not labeled. There's just three rupees mm-hmm. and it says, pick one. So he just like, he picks one. It says, you win. You got 500 rupees. He's like, oh, oh, okay. And it's like, okay, pick one. Oh, oh, you win again. And it's like, he doesn't know what's going on, but there's like, yeah, 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 you did it. And eventually they, they like mug him and they're going to murder him. And then the police show up and it's like, oh, wait, you're Link. You you uncovered the underground gambling ring. And he's like, Yeah. I I sure did. good job officers. Um like, okay, did these guys steal anything from you? He's like, Yeah, they took my my sword, my shield, um, and they, they stole my blue candle and the <laughs> and, and and the and the boomerang, and he just like steals everything from the shop and the cops nice. are like Well yeah, you're link, you wouldn't lie <laughs> And he just like gets away with it. <laughs> that had um Felicia Day was the fairy.
1: So this was really, yeah. This because this sounds like I have to like track this down. But you said it's not really like on YouTube.
0: It's a little hard to find. I'm sure you can find it. Um, I actually got to meet them at Comic Con. I met Neil, and I got my picture holding the Master Sword from the short. That's cool. And it was and the shield, and I'm standing there. I was like, I can't believe I got the Legend of Neil sword in my hand. Like I was more excited about that than like the Nintendo booth that was across the way. Nice. Because it's such a niche thing where it's like, I
1: can't believe these guys are here. I wonder I wonder how we would do a Metroid movie, because I know there's actually, like, a story there, right? There's a story in the instruction book. Yeah, so it's like, you just do that, but then, like, Samus is largely by herself the whole movie, and so you just have, like, a lady running around in a robot suit exploring and killing monsters and uncovering stuff. Like, I like the atmosphere of something like Metroid Prime. And the the mystery that you, like, try to uncover. But I don't know how well that would work on a 90-minute movie. Did you watch Castlevania on Netflix? Uh, I did not. That's really good.
0: And that has the exact same problem as as Metroid, where the story is in the instruction book and on the back of the box, but the game is about walking upstairs and using your whip. Right. And they were able to adapt it to not only follow the structure set up by these like SNES games, but also tell it in such a compelling way where you want to watch the next episode immediately. Like it's not just a series of little references and it's like, oh, that was neat. It's actually like a gripping drama. That's cool. Oh yeah, I really recommend it. Um, they put out a season three trailer. I heard nothing but good things about.
1: It's one of those things, right? Where like um. I don't know how many characters are in in Castlevania the anime, but there are movies with only a couple of leads, right? Or one or two. Like, you look at Gravity, and that's largely just what Sandra Bullock uh, floating around through space and and, and trying to survive. With uh, hallucinating, you know, her uh, her friend every once in a while. She makes that work. Uh, The movie Mother is largely two characters, uh, and one of them is more of a character than the other. uh, And so there are, um, there there are movies that make it work. It's just a matter of I I guess execution and and having finding an actress that can really uh really sell it, you know, with uh, is is that I'm the only lead here and and we're going to fucking do some shit.
0: So I guess the question is do you want to follow one of the games or do you want to write an original Metroid story?
1: I kind of I don't know. I feel like a little I, bit of both cuz
0: I feel like Samus would be up to like different kinds of missions. Yeah. So if if they had a thing where like there was some planet somewhere and then like uh space pirates invaded or Metroids attacked or something and then like Samus shows up maybe like half an hour into the movie and Samus kind of saves the day, but you you hope these people make it and she's the only one that can save them. And I you like, could frame that around maybe the more interesting stuff, but maybe that at least gives her someone to to be a character around.
1: Yeah, I could see doing that. I like, I really like uh, Ridley as a, at least a monster design, right? So whatever whatever the movie would be, I would want him to show up. Because so I like the idea of him be almost being the final boss, and I like the mother brain or whatever, like actually creating a dynamic between these two. Um, and then he, you know, like the stinger is like Mecha Ridley. Like in uh Metroid Prime, and you're like, "Oh no, they're gonna make a sequel." He's not dead. It's always, always like how tenacious Ridley was. Like he shows up in, in uh, so many of the games, and, and it just seems like it's always the same one. He just refuses to die, and I think that's a, uh, a really cool thing for a villain who also leads like space pirates. Like they're, it, it's very piratey, but not dwelled upon. Like, like Blackbeard doesn't die. He lights himself on fire, and he kills everybody, and he's fine, and it reminds me of that, which is neat.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like. Um, th- there's a lot of things about Metroid that I like. I guess my problem is with these silent protagonist characters. Everybody has a head cannon, sure, because that's what's going to happen with Link. They could give Link a voice, and there's going to be ten percent of people go, "I can't believe they did it right," and everyone else is going to go, "No, he's not whiny like Anakin," or "No, he's not like that. He should be more innocent."
1: The funny thing about Link is, like, when you play Zelda, and you're him, and you go into, like, a shop, and then you destroy everything in the shop, and take all the rupees that fall out of the pots, and then leave, and the the shop owner is just watching you do this, it's like, if you made a video game movie, and you incorporated that logic into the movie, I think that would be really fun, but you couldn't do it with an IP like Zelda. Like, you would have to be, like, Relda the Misadventure, you know, like, a... a very obvious spoof. But I would like to see that. I think that could be fun. You know,
0: I think it might actually be cute if it was a running gag that he kept accidentally breaking pots.
1: Oh, I think I think they could pull that off. That would be fun.
0: Because I picture, like, a little, uh, little like, orphan boy who's trying to steal bread like Aladdin, but he, like, bumps into a cart. And the cart rolls over and hits the whole shelf full of pots. It's like, Link, get back here. And he runs away and there's chickens flying around. And it, it would be like maybe a little on the nose, but th- but they could earn it.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Um, with going back to Samus, they've given Samus a voice a couple times and people never like it. This is true. I I think if they were to make a Metroid movie, it would be the same problem where she's either painfully generic or they give her too much character and it messes with people's headcanon. Mm hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you, you, you balance it. Because <clears throat> if you're going to do it, and she's going to be in the movie, and she's going to talk, like you have to hammer down, like, okay, this is our interpretation of Samus, and she's got to have character flaws, and she has to have a thing she's striving for, and it can't just be because the player is holding the controller. And uh, that's going to mean inventing a shitload of stuff, and some people are not going to like it. And at that point, if you're making the movie for those people... You know you're gonna piss off half of them. Maybe don't make the movie. Oh,
0: you know what I realized? Samus would be a much better goblin hunter or goblin slayer. I suppose. she could she could be a lot more like quiet and focused on the mission. Like you know, a little less about you know being chatty or whatever. It's it, but it's like the space the space pirates attack that, and then she shows up to help the people that are running away. And it's like, oh wow, a, a real bounty hunter from the Galactic Federation. Um, like, what's your name? And she's and she just like signals them to like sit down, and then she like, m- you know, destroys all the space pirates. And they find out later that the space pirates murdered her family or whatever. And and it's like, wow, she really hates them.
1: You could do a really good setup. Um, so the the Stephen King book Wolves of the Kala, is a uh, it's, it's in the Dark Tower series. I think it's book five. And uh, the basic premise is. These characters are on their adventure, they, they come across this town, and it's going to be attacked. And they feel like they need to stay and help. And so, the bulk of the book is preparing for this war that's going to happen. It's, we got to find the best spots, we got to lay down traps, we've to figure out who the enemy is. And it's, um... You get a lot of, like, the townsfolk, and, and there's a lot of mystery and shit going on, and it does a lot of weird Stephen King things that I like. But the basic premise of, of that, of, like... There's a town and it's gonna be attacked and Samus shows up because she's after space pirates, and so she's like, "I'm here to help you because I fucking hate space pirates." But then she is like a goblin slayer character where she's very reserved and she's going off and you're like, "What the fuck is she doing?" And she comes back and she's like, "Hey, did you know there was missiles over there? I can shoot a hundred of those now." You're like, "Oh my god, we didn't know that. They were, whatever, you know." Like I feel like you could do, you could you build up to the battle, you have the big battle. Samus is awesome. You get that giant spectacle, but. The main characters are the people who live in this town reacting to her and how weird she is, and maybe they're scared, maybe they want to know more. You know, you. you... I feel like you could make that work a lot better than with Link, whose adventure feels like it needs to span like a continent.
0: Okay, so let's get brave. What if there's no Link in the Legend of Zelda movie? Okay. You see where I'm going with this?
1: You you keep Zelda?
0: It's the Legend of Zelda. Zelda talks a lot. You could use one of her Zelda characters without upsetting the fans too much. I agree. You could also... I I don't know. Do you like Linkle? N- Which one is Linkle? The girl Link. Oh! Yeah! I, I'm confused. I feel like people have been asking for a girl Link forever, and then they got one. And everyone's like, it's just Link, but if he was a girl.
1: It's like Is yeah, it, that's what we wanted, isn't
0: it? I am confused. I don't I don't understand the problem. Um I don't know, maybe I don't know. Film adaptations are weird. I'm thinking about the Sonic movie, and it's like the stuff I like the most about it were little things I noticed and the overall movie was horrible. Like well, I, there's a there's one massive plot hole that I still don't understand. How no one thought, maybe we should ride around this.
1: And uh, it that just, was.
0: They, well, like, they have to, they, he has to go to San Francisco. So that's why they get on the road trip. And it's like, Sonic can run faster than the car. <laughs> he could just go there. And that's how Someone Robotnik catches that, uh, up to him.
1: They thought they got, he like, he lost his speed and that's why they had to do it. So it's like, the one thing you no. know about Sonic, they get rid right up. Really? He just, they just get in a car?
0: There's there's literally a part where he pulls over and says, you're so fast, why don't you run there? And he says, you know what, fine, I will. And he runs off. And then he comes back and says, I don't know where it is. And it's like, you could get him a map or a GPS or let him borrow your phone. Like, you know, just, <laughs> you could fix that. Because he literally runs off, he leaves the state. And he comes back. Like in the blink of an eye, because he's the Flash for some reason.
1: I feel like that would be, like, a funny joke in a movie like Dumb and Dumber, right? Because that movie is, it, or uh, Bill and Ted or something, which I actually watched a bit of for the first time the other night. Because those movies are dumb as fuck, but they know it, and they play into it, and they want you to have a good time. But the Sonic thing, it always felt like it, it like, Jim Carrey, he seems like he's in that movie going, this is dumb as fuck, and I'm here to have a good time, but I don't know if everybody else is.
0: Yeah. He, I, I think honestly, the balance isn't too bad, but there is a little bit of that. Um, I really loved what he did, though.
1: <laughs> he was a he was a good Robotnik. And um, I keep going back to a Detective Pikachu, right? Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's like the plot is lifted of some like obscure Pokemon game, so it it, it, it is grounded in a game. It was
0: a it was a major spinoff.
1: Was it? Yeah, it was a 3DS and Wii U game. Oh. Weren't there, like, a million of those, though? Wasn't everybody putting shit on the 3DS and Wii U?
0: Um, I mean, a Pokemon game? I get okay, whatever. It was, it was a big deal, because Pikachu talks. And they, they announced they're going to be making a movie, and people talked about it for, like, five years.
1: Well, and then how come the fucking script fell apart in the last third of it when they find out, like, the villain's stupid as shit?
0: Because it's a children's game for children. Like, is that in the game? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's what the the game this is actually a good adaptation of the game. Oh, M- mostly they they made the main character black, and that upset a lot of people. Did it? No, I, f- I feel like I didn't really. A couple see... people threw the joke around, but no one actually cared.
1: Oh, I can never tell anymore, and I stay off Twitter, which is probably a good thing. They keep the the new uh, that new
0: Pokemon, the Sword and Shield, came out, and people keep whitewashing the characters. 'Cause the Japanese artists will draw the character and then someone in the US will go, That's not dark enough, they're whitewashing it. And people in Japan will like they're get they get tired of hearing the whining, so they start deliberately whitewashing the characters. And one of the characters ended up in the anime very, very white, and it's like, oh, that's a little more official than the, the fan artists. Oh no. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad sign. <laughs> um
1: I I guess the thing with the Pokemon world though is you could literally do any story you wanted to and just set it in there, and it would be... the the window trappings of the world would make it different enough for it to stand on its own. And I think Detective Pikachu was cool in that way, in that you have someone trying to solve a mystery, and there's Pokemon everywhere, and that just is enough of a Z thing. You know, it, it, it makes it work. Until you find out the villain's stupid and Mewtwo's dumb and all this other bullshit that made me sad. And like with like Legend of Zelda it is it's a fun fantasy world but i don't know if it's a different enough fantasy world than most fantasy worlds right like the monster designs are a bit different but at the end of the day it's i don't know if there's anything that really sets it apart from like Lord of the Rings like you're like oh that's a fantasy story
0: i think you're onto something there
1: maybe it's not quite like special enough and i feel like with with metroid there maybe is enough there to set it apart but that's because be- I feel like we don't get a lot of like space pirates
0: it could be visually striking mm-hmm. um, you could put out a trailer and people go what is that um, Metroid is that like the Castlevania show on the Netflix I, what do it- you think about that term What I hate the term Metroidvania Um,
1: I personally
0: don't care did you see that 4chan post the other day no someone someone wrote this whole thing, saying, "I'm so sick of hearing Metroidvania. You don't take like other games and mush them together to describe the genre, like not all first person shooters are called Wolfen and, dooms.
1: and then mean, there's literally well, roguelikes, which rogue was the game, and these are games like rogue but, but
0: <laughs> to, to their point, you don't call first person shooters wolfen dooms. What made the I post think great for a was bit they did like it they had were... like no, no, no. But what made the post great was that that one post had like 50 responses to it, saying like, all in favor of calling shooters wolf and doom, say I, And
1: everybody's talking I, aye, aye. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> I, I, uh, Jim Sterling actually did a Jimquisition like a month ago on that topic. So apparently oh, really? it made the rounds enough for him to notice and complain about it for 15 minutes or whatever.
0: I don't know. I kind of hate it. I, I hate, um... Video game genres are stupid. They can be. The, the They can be misleading labels that can be debated. <laughs> it's like, I, I feel like if you think of a horror movie, and you describe something as a horror, people go, oh yeah, you're right. And and then it's like, is this an adventure game or an action game? I, I don't know.
1: The horror thing is interesting, though, because I feel like uh, the horror movie genre has gotten bigger, and more people want to like it. I've just run into people that are like, I like this movie. This is my favorite horror movie. And it's like, that's not a horror movie. It's a thriller or it's a, something that isn't a fucking horror movie. Like when Jean-Luc was calling Thoroughbreds a horror movie, that's not a goddamn horror movie. That movie's not scary at all. There's not even like a, there's no even like creeping dread in it. It's just like teenagers bitching about stuff and then they kill their stepdad. Like it's horrific because they kill him and it's fairly brutal, but that doesn't make it a horror movie. Like the, I feel like it, there's genre conventions, right? And I think there's other people that have done that with movies. You know, like, this is, I like this. It's got horror elements or it's a horror movie. And it's like, no, it's not. It's it's a thriller. And I don't know if that semantic bullshit even matters.
0: I don't know. I was just thinking about, like, music genres, too. I, I'll i hear a song I like and go, oh, I maybe I do like music. What is this? I'll I'll look up Okay, this is called Electro Swing. I'll look up Electro Swing and I hate all of it. As a, I guess I only like one song. And I feel yeah, like I like exactly one are, song out of every genre.
1: They're kind of a mess, especially when it comes to like all the subgenres of metal cuz they're dumb and they overlap a lot. And then people argue. And then you got some people who are like like there's like a, a metal music encyclopedia. But they pointedly say we do not allow these subgenres on this encyclopedia because we don't think they're real metal music. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but but they are by definition of like they have guitars and drums and everything that in you know like you 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 elitist pricks shut the fuck up. So
0: there was a debate on Final Fantasy in fourteen. There are four different tanks, and someone said, uh, "What genre of metal represents each tank class?" no one could come to any amount of consensus on any of the classes. That's funny. Like, each one was like, no, no, Gunbreaker is totally sledge metal, and Dark Knight is totally uh, grunge metal. it's like, no, it's, it's goth metal. It's like, no, the Paladin's goth metal. It's like, no, that's Viking core." And they, it's like, everybody, it started as a joke, but it got
1: to the point where they were, like, actually kind of getting worked up about it. So Gunbreaker's got to be power metal. Just based off the fucking name. Ah, uh, they're they're
0: limp-wristed cuck lords, so... <laughs> I'd give that to
1: Warrior. I, I don't know anything about the classes or which four there even are, but... It that, that, that is a really funny debate because I definitely can see how south that would go immediately. Yeah. Also, I hate the term Viking battle. Lyrical content doesn't make a genre. Lyrical content is just lyrical content. It's fucking folk metal or in the case of Amon Amarth it's melodic death metal. They just sing about Vikings. What about um penis music? That's when you play the skin flute and you, you grunt and then it goes spray spray and you put out the fire.
0: No, it's that boinky thing. What? It's that one that goes boink. Oh, it's like really high tempo and it goes like boink 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 boink
1: I think this is why we don't talk about music on this show. I don't like music. You I it fucking blows my mind. I hate music.
0: I hate all music and people that enjoy music. Oh darn. Okay, what here, about me? here's it. I sent you a picture of a gunbreaker. Tell me that he looks cool next to the actual tanks.
1: So what Okay, so the what what order does this go in? So at the top
0: there's a warrior. Okay. And underneath that's a dark knight. And underneath that is a paladin, and underneath that is a gunbreaker.
1: Hmm. I'm trying to think of what genres these would go as, just based on what they look like. And I, I still feel like think these
0: pictures aesthetically capture the class
1: well. Okay. So the thing is, is power metal is largely really goofy and stupid, and uh, and so I still think the gunbreaker is 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 power metal. Like he doesn't he doesn't seem super threatening whereas like some of these other ones do that's fair like i think the top one with the axe is just like straight heavy metal uh that's fair the second one i could say maybe doom metal or black metal he looks kind of pissed off see okay i went with black metal but i don't know what doom metal is so maybe that's the thing that would that i would agree with uh there's some overlap uh depending on who you talk to Um, I think, like, really early, like, Black Sabbath was considered doom metal, and it's, it's, a lot of atmosphere to it, um, mostly clean singing, though the stuff I listen to isn't, but black metal would, it's hard to tell the difference, like, Swallow the Sun is supposed to be a doom metal band, and I really like them, but they also kind of remind, I would also call them, like, melodic black metal. And then you get into shit like that, and you're like, this is all stupid, I hate it. And see, melodic
0: black metal, that's what I'm thinking for Paladin.
1: Um, I would say, yeah, melodic something. I wonder,
0: I don't think I even have, I don't think I have screenshots of my Paladin. Oh, I do, okay.
1: This is what my Paladin looks like. Oh, that's, uh, I I like how it tries to be really moody, but you can still see the fucking cattail.
0: Um, how about this one? Maybe this is a little better.
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah, this one's pretty cool. I like this one. I love the
0: camera tools in this game. Yeah. And then my gunbreaker looks like this. She's literally wearing the Easter egg, like, bunny ear hoodie. Because that's how that dumb class is. It's a very cute character, though. I like my character. a lot. Of, I keep getting compliments on my dumb character. Well, there you go. I won a costume contest. Did I tell you about that? No. For Halloween, they had a screenshot co- contest where it's like, dress up your character and submit it on Twitter. You win a contest. and we will put you in our Facebook gallery. And I won. I was one of the winners. Nice. Um, I dressed up like the Joker. <laughs> cool. And I don't know if they realized the, the joke, but I, I had a gun drawn and I was walking towards um the the gladiatorial theater. Oh yeah. And I submitted this like before the Joker movie was coming out. And I thought, well this is edgy and I'll get banned. And then I won and I was like, oh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. We're at we're at fifty minutes now. It's been kind of a weird show. I've I actually kinda of like one more topic. We were talking about Movieing, video games, and um, final F- the old Final Fantasy movies that people or video games that people know about, like Final Fantasy Seven, is there any way that could be turned into like a movie trilogy, or is that game just too big?
0: Well, they're turning it into a game trilogy.
1: Yeah, but games can
0: be long. I well, okay, here's... you know what? I hate Final Fantasy Seven. I have tried playing it like eight times, and I've never gotten out of that first city. And I found out, like, two years ago that apparently you can get out of the city. Like, I didn't even realize that was part of the game. I get so bored to tears that I've never even left the first city.
1: I've never played it, but I know when it came out, it was this huge deal, right? And people have praised the story and Sephiroth and the twists and all this other garbage. And I'm just like, it's probably terrible because, let's be honest, our uh, our, our standards in video game stories, when that came out, were really, really low, and then I... Maybe haven't gotten that much better, but at least we have The Last of Us and Bioshock Infinite, which are probably more fun to watch than they are to play. Uh- I okay.
0: <clears throat> uh, I want to talk about Infinite real quick. When Infinite came out, this is when that trend started, where people were just putting up like movie edits on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I found a two and a half hour cut of Bioshock Infinite, and I told my uh, like I started watching. it. I was like, "Oh, this is good. I want to watch it on the big screen, like it was a movie." And so I set it up on a thumb drive, and I'm watching, and my mom's like, what are you watching? It's like, oh, this new game came out, but I found a YouTube video that just has the story. And so she sat down and watched it, and then my dad sat down and watched it, and we watched the whole movie together like it was an actual movie. And by the end, we all loved it. And it was so weird how it's like, wow, they wasted a lot of time programming physics and puzzles and shooting mechanics, so they could have just done a straight to dvd movie and i would have paid five bucks for it
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i played that game i enjoyed it for the most part but i do feel like some of the like the worst part of it was just like the gameplay because it felt really bland most of the time like every time one of those big robot things would show up like oh i gotta fight another one of these this takes like 10 minutes i don't wanna fucking do that but then all oh, the doors close so you gotta shoot him. the lady throws guns at you and you're like yay at least i don't have to go pick up ammo as much it's fine, catch. but the story was cool. I liked all the, the universe hopping and shit like that, and there's always a lighthouse and a girl. I love the music. Yeah. Um,
0: I, yeah, I'm sorry, I interrupted your point, though.
1: Well, because, okay, so I don't know a whole lot about Final Fantasy VII. I know that if there was a novelization of it, I would read it, but there's not, and I'm just like, if they're going to start turning stuff into movies again, I have a feeling Final Fantasy is going to happen. And at some point, they have to figure out how to do a mainstream one that's passable. It doesn't have to be good, but it has to be passable.
0: Man, why were people so hard on uh, Spirits Within?
1: I remember watching that in high school and thinking it was pretty cool. I don't remember a thing about it.
0: Yeah, I did too, though. I I remember watching it going like, huh, maybe I should look at these Final Fantasy games again. And, you know, I, I look it up online and everybody's just livid about how bad the movie is. I'm like, oh, okay, I won't. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and, and I've probably talked about this before, but like, I can't fucking do JRPGs anymore, they're too long. I remember trying to play like Tales of Symphonia a couple times, and like getting far in, because that had co-op, so like, there was at least a reason I could play with my brother, and sometimes he would get up and he would go grind stuff so he could get to the next spot and I wouldn't have to deal with it. That's like an, over a 90 hour game. And I don't remember most of the story in it, and I have a feeling most of it's fucking stupid and you could cut. You know, you it's could... so
0: funny, I know that's one of those like, adult things where... There's a point where you don't want long games anymore, mm-hmm. but so, someone brought up, um, I want to call it Outer Worlds, and they said, oh, Outer Worlds is on sale. I guess that game didn't do so good. And then, like, the next comment was, like, yeah, I heard it's only 20 hours long, and when I heard that, I literally, like, I was like, wait, wait, I could play that.
1: Yeah, like, that I sounds, wasn't even that's considering doable.
0: it. I thought it was, I thought it was like a Fallout, you know, Skyrim-style commitment, but it's like no, it's a, you, you could you could speedrun it in ten hours. It's easy. They're like, Oh, <laughs>
1: okay. Fuck yeah, now let's do talking. it. <laughs> I was having this conversation with someone in a writers group, I'm in a man who's probably a senior in high school or something. He's like eighteen or nineteen, and he loves JRPGs. He loves the Persona games and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, I can't do it. And he's like, Why not? And he's giving me like this laundry list of reasons why these games are good. And I'm just like, because they're too long, I don't fucking have time to play them. And also, I think turn-based shit's boring. But I really, it really comes down to the time. Like, I don't have 80 hours to play a game anymore. I will never get to the end of it. I, <laughs>
0: I love uh, some of these games. Like, I, I love the story stuff in Final Fantasy XIV. In this last expansion the The expansion alone feels like a self-contained Final Fantasy game. It has a beginning, middle, and end. It has twists and turns along the way. There's like these little arcs that you solve, but there's a big villain, and there's like this other guy that's like chasing you the whole time. It's like, oh, he's he's getting closer. Oh, we got to run away. Um, oh, he's even more threatening. Than I realized, Oh, we caught up. What are we gonna do? We we need more time. And you care, and it's weird because it's in an MMO. So you have to put up with a lot of like multiplayer grinding to sure. get through the story. And it's like what a waste of writing because this is such a perfect game. <laughs> that would be so neat. I I was showing it to my brother. I found a uh, I found all the cutscenes and so I was able to walk him through the story and it took like half an hour of I me mean, like we we'd watch a cutscene and while it's fast-forwarding to the next part I'm like summarizing the unimportant stuff. And so we, we spent half an hour doing this story, and by the end, he was emotionally invested and happy to see the end. Cool. But it's like, man, this could have been a movie or its own little standalone game or something, but instead, you have to like commit to 80 levels of grinding in an MMO to get to this part of the game.
1: <laughs> Oops. Yeah, I... That's why I'm just like, I wish there was more novelizations of the games I want to play, but I know I'll never play. Most of them are RPGs, because I feel like they're, like, like the Xenoblade games seem like they have, like, really cool shit in them, and I like to experience that. I like a good story, I like good characters, I like a good setting. I just, I can't, I can't do it. And then I'm, it's funny, though, because I've been rereading all these Drizzt books, which are basically Dungeons and Dragons campaigns with, you know, Uh, the reoccurring cast of characters and uh, the the downtime moments are so much better than the fighting moments and there's always so many fucking fighting moments and it's like when I was in high school I thought these were great. Now I'm just like this is kind of frustrating. Why do I keep using this man as inspiration for my own writing so people can yell at me for the exact same bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) Time is a flat circle. (laughs) This was a fun show. I hope so.
0: I don't know anymore. I'm glad. I'm sorry. I was such a grump. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have like an actual like a question? <laughs> like you, you had one more point. And I feel like we rambled a bit. Um, no. Was it? Just I mean, cut? if I oh, did, fantasy. I forgot it. I love all my screenshots. I'm looking at this folder, and
1: I have a lot of keepers. Yeah, these all look pretty cool. Did they show you my samurai movie? Ah, uh, this one's guy. She looks upset, and I look at all that alcohol.
0: I made a samurai movie, too. I love that casino. It's like, I don't know why that casino's there, besides a the reference to, I guess, Final Fantasy VII.
1: I make this bigger? It's like, I can see the thumbnail, but I can't read any of the text.
0: Um, You should be able to
1: double-click on it. I am. It's not getting bigger. <laughs> More. Tape to Facebook, React, reply. God damn it. I'm not hearing any audio, either. There's no audio. Oh, ah, whatever. It's just supposed to look like a movie. Well, yeah, you've succeeded. Yay!
0: I love editing movies. I I put together those videos for the D and D campaign. I don't know why. Those were cool. That was a that was a fun <laughs> moment you did. I so I did a cool like boss intro for for like the first big boss that you guys are gonna fight. And it's really like dramatic and like a mood setter, and it's a giant rat king. And I played the Dark Souls song that's labeled um, "Court of Rats. And it's like, there's so many levels here, I'm brilliant. And it's like, nah, it's just garbage. But then after that, like the next week, I did a last time on 24 with the little time squares. And it's like, this is so much fun to figure out how to recreate the same look.
1: Um, Oh boy. Oh boy. Do you have a glad space? I do, do you? Yeah, I have a fucking dumb one. That's
0: cool. So... One of my favorite shows is Children's Hospital, Yeah, which, which is a, uh, I want to say it's a 35-year running soap opera, but it's more importantly also the name of a comedy on Adult Swim, and it got a few seasons, and it it's really, really, really funny. I'm pretty sure it's canceled, but they did a spinoff on Netflix where two of the doctors get recruited into the secret government program called Medical Police. So if you look up Medical Police on Netflix, you won't realize it's comedy until it opens and you see Rob Corddry there. And you go, oh, wait a minute, it's this. It's really, really funny. Nice. <laughs> it, was, it was putting me in tears.
1: Yeah, I liked what, um... because I, I had said I never... I didn't know what you were talking about, so you sent me, a, a, like, a trailer for it from uh, Adult Swim or whatever. And, like, I started laughing like five seconds in, because it, it definitely has like kind of like surreal adult swim humor to it, but it it's a bit more coherent. And then it's just like, it reminded me of Scrubs, but all of the patients are children. And it's like, okay, you could fucking do a lot of neat stuff with that. That's actually brilliant.
0: So what's great, too, is what I sent you was literally the first moments from the first episode. Oh, really? Like, it starts strong, and it maintains that sense of humor. Um, there was a really good episode where they were hyping up the advertising that that next week's episode is going to have special guest weird Al Yankovic. And they kept having like, it's like just a photo of weird Al there. (laughs) Like they won't show him in footage. And they kept saying, okay, tonight's episode has weird Al Yankovic. And there's a part where it's like the episode is about a wedding. And one of the doctors shows up in a limo and she gets out of the doctor and says, hey, everybody, um. Yeah, you know, I showed up in time, and I brought my boyfriend, Weird Al Yankovic, and they opened the door, and it's just some guy wearing a Hawaiian shirt and, like, early bad wig, and he's just, like, this dumb fat guy, and everyone's pretending that it's Weird Al. And it was really funny, because it's like, okay, I guess they were just joking, and then later, one of the other doctors had a flashback to when they were in college, and in the flashback, Weird Al is playing young him for, like, no reason.
1: That's crazy. It was really good,
0: <laughs> and they have this whole scene, and then the person he's talking to says, like, you know, and, and Johnson, has anyone ever told you you look like an older Weird Al Yankovic? And, and Weird Al is like, yeah. It was just the weirdest joke. It it was, like, on five different levels funny.
1: Weird Al's great. He is. I like that he was in MLP, like, a handful of times, his cheese sandwich, and it was just, it was so fun.
0: Doesn't he like hook up with Pinkie Pie by the end? Yeah,
1: canonically he gets with Pinkie Pie and they have uh, some little cheese sandwich character. And man, that that That's last so season <laughs> that last season sucked. So,
0: anyways, I recommend Medical Police on Netflix.
1: Yay! My it's my really Glad space is dumb as fuck, but at work I got a uh, so. I got a new folding knife at work, and the reason is because I, I used to take some of the better ones because I'm in maintenance and we have the you know, the part supplies and stuff, and so we would keep a handful of spares. And so I had a good one and then it went missing. Because no one wanted to come take the crappy ones that we have because you you stock the stock room with good folding knives and they disappear. So I got another good one and I had it on my desk and it came in someday and it was gone. Again. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I I don't have to open a lot of boxes, but sometimes I do, and I want a good knife, I I don't want these big shitty ones, because I have tiny ass hands, and so I was like, Heather, I want to get myself, I want to get a good one, and she's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck, Go, go, go ahead, so I went on Amazon, and I found this fucking really cool one by Fantastic Car, and it's pink, and it looks like a bird wing, and I ordered it, and I came in, and it is, it is really nice, it is like, it is a gorgeous little folding knife, and it's not as bright pink as it looks like in the in the picture. Um, here, here's a picture. I guess I, I meant to send this to you, and I didn't click enter. But it it's really really nice. It fits my hand really cool. It just looks cool. Like it looks like a work of art that you could stab someone with or open a cardboard box. You know, I really like box. when
0: these have um like the ridges on the handle because yeah. really it 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 looks nice, but it really prevents you from slipping and accidentally like dropping it or something.
1: Yeah. So. I got this and I got I I got pink for a couple reasons one I think it looks nice but two I'm just like none of the fucking toxic masculinity motherfucking baby boomers in this department will ever take this from me (laughs) because they saw it and they were just like why would you get a pink one it's like because you don't want it it worked (laughs) yeah that's what it takes it's cool they they come in some really nice colors, too. Like, there's a, I like the, there's like a forest green, like, teal one that I like, and there's a really nice, like, blue. So, yeah, the the fantastic R folding utility knives, everybody. Yeah, you, you know, if a... I
0: didn't have a knife I like, I would probably get one of these. They look really nice.
1: Yeah, they're, they're cool. I've actually, actually, I've had it all week. I haven't gone to open a box with it yet. <laughs> I haven't needed to. <laughs> just had to carry it around in my pocket, feeling like a badass. But sometimes that's all you need to get through the day.
0: That's true, too. I have a lot of sad pictures. Like sending you sad pictures.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all right there, buddy.
0: No. Where's the... I like this one. It's called Date Night. You have a
1: lot of different outfits for this character.
0: It... Well, it's like it's my one character.
1: Oh, okay. I remember doing that with my World of Warcraft character just like at a certain point, you're just like that's a cool armor set. I guess I'm going to get all of it cuz I don't know what else to do in this game and I keep paying $15 a month to play it.
0: Well, here's me driving to the bar. And they're like, you can't take a car inside, ma'am.
1: It looks like you did
0: though. I did. So and you proved them wrong. Oh boy. What a game. So I had an idea for a topic for a show. Um and so I was wondering if you like this, we could maybe think about it and do it next week. Okay. Uh so we did that um like when the last Jedi came out, we we thought about how we would write the Last Jedi and, like, The Rise of Skywalker, like, how we would have done a sequel follow-up, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think about uh, the thought exercise of having to write the movie that came after Star
1: Wars? So, you writing Empire, basically? Yeah. Hmm.
0: There's, there's basically, there's no established, like, expanded universe canon. There's very few characters that are, you know,
1: known to the public. How would you write a Star Wars 2? That's a really good question. And I feel like really hard to do because everyone likes Empire. And so you're just like, how do you blank slate right over? it, start over because I have a feeling if I had to do that, it would be nothing like Empire. Like I would probably go in very different directions.
0: Well, I think that's the fun. I, I Again, these have never been about we could do it better. It's always been a fun thought exercise of like, how would you have done it?
1: I wish Especially, I knew Star Wars better. I'm trying to think of like all the minutia of the first Star Wars movie. There's not much to it. Well, <laughs> like that's the that... thing though. Is really, it's just kind of like the hero's journey, right? Like Luke gets a lightsaber it's, and he goes. And it's the hero's stops journey,
0: but also like th- everything takes place in like 12 hours. Like <laughs> Luke is such a big Mary Sue that he just like he's literally a nobody. And then it's like, I, I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm here to save you. or like, what? It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then the princess saves the day. And then he's like, I can fly a spaceship. And he crashes the spaceship into the, the stop sign. And they get a ticket.
1: That's a really, this is an interesting question. I might. I think this could be fun. I feel like I have to, like... It'll take some what, thinking. What? Like, I don't know where you would <laughs> go other than where they went in some cases. Like, oh, it turns out the Empire is still around. And we didn't actually, you know, they had another Death Star. They're building another one, like...
0: But what if there wasn't more Darth Vader? What if he died? And so he's not Luke's father and important. Like, what? who is really pulling the, the strings? And d- they have to d- face he, off um, against the Emperor.
1: Is that a surprise in the next movie, that he's actually still alive? Or is that, do you yeah. just see him, like, spinning out? And you're...
0: Well, I mean, the thing is, you don't see him blow up. Mm-hmm. But you see him, like, spin off into space. So it's like, they stopped Darth Vader. But it was actually one of those things that somebody started printing up shirts that said, Darth Vader lives. And it was this cool thought. I was like, wait a minute, you're right. I didn't even think about that.
1: Because it is definitely a rule of fiction in a way. Like, if you don't see them die on screen, they can come back.
0: I honestly, I was expecting Captain Phasma to come back and rise a Skywalker.
1: I'm kind of surprised uh, she didn't. Because then they get the person that played uh, Brienne in Game of Thrones to play her.
0: Yeah, it's I like still... they had like
1: a decent actress for her, and they just completely wasted it.
0: Oh, she was perfect. It was a small role. But she was perfect for it. So I love everything that we did get from her. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they deleted her extra scene. Like, at all. (laughs) And I I think it's okay to kill her off when they did, but I would have liked to see more. Sure. I like the Captain Captain Phasma book. I like to pick her in the Battlefront game. She's cool.
1: She is, and it's one of those, like, Boba Fett. Boba Fett's cool-looking. Captain Phasma's actually more of a character than Boba Fett, though. Yeah, which is that's nice. the other
0: part. It's kind of funny how... like And you know when they first showed off Phasma, I've said this before, but uh, when I saw her, it's like, oh, that's Boba Fett. She's going to stand in the background, and everyone's going to stroke their action figures while they're sitting in the theater. And then when the movie came out, people were like, I was all excited about the cool chrome lady, and she didn't even do anything. And it's like, what did you think she was going to do, you idiot? Yeah. Like, have you never seen a Star Wars before? <laughs> and then everyone clapped, and I walked out of the Starbucks. yay. So, if you want to, we can think about that and maybe spitball some goofy ideas. Yeah, I think that could be fun.
1: I like that idea a lot, actually. I might keep drinking tonight and forget. Oops. Oh, that sounds fun, too. I should. uh, It's 9 o'clock, and I should not have any more. Like, I had technically three, but they've been really far apart, and at this point, it's just empty calories. Oops. Being old sucks. Well, calories. Did you
0: did you see that thing Ninja said the other day?
1: Is it uh, Ninja, he's the Twitch player? No, he's the mixer player. What fucking ever, same shit. He he said, um uh
0: wait, where did it go? Oh <laughs> I'm sorry, I opened Twitter to find his tweet and this uh this VR chat thing cropped up and made me laugh. He That's said all um, around
1: VR chat, I feel like that feels like three years ago.
0: Oh, yeah, it's still around. They kind of ruined it with... um. Uh, they they came out with a new, like, lightweight VR thing that's wireless. And it, it basically has a little less processing power than a, a real computer, but it's, like, an affordable game console. Okay. So it's really cool, but they made a version of VRChat that's compatible with it. And the problem with VRChat is that it's a very lightweight program, but it has user-generated, uh like, models and content and stuff. So right. if you don't optimize it right, it won't work right. So they put in this, like, optimization measurement tool. So if your thing is too many polygons, you're not allowed to play VRChat. Oh. And so that upset everyone because the cutoff was very, very low because the people playing VRChat have, like, top the end computers that don't have limits. So they've never optimized anything. Sure. So it was this whole controversy thing of, like, oh, the, the Oculus Quest is ruining VRChat. And so they set up, there's two different VR chats. So when you log in, you can go to a Quest raidy world or a regular world. And so it's like, well, fine, just stay on the regular worlds. But then people playing Quest go, the Quest worlds are all empty because it's just me and my one friend. And I told him VR chat was cool, but now he doesn't believe me anymore. And it's like, it's this weird elitism thing. Sure. I don't know. I like to be a pigeon and I'm a pigeon and I go, ha, <laughs> and people say, "Why are you making those sounds?" And then I'll pet them, and I'll squawk, <laughs> and my my eyes are crossed. So sometimes they'll turn around, and they're the eyes in VR chat are set up so they're always looking at the camera, so it looks like you're making eye contact with people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So with my eyes crossed, they, I'm the only character in the game not doing that. So people turn around, and go, "What's that squawking?" Say, "What." <laughs>
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, should we call it there? We can call it there. Alrighty.
0: I hope uh, you guys at home don't see the Sonic movie just because it's stupid. See it because you want to.
1: Yeah. Meow. Meow? Meow?
0: Meow?